Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We present My Favorite Husband, a new series based on Isabel Scott Rorick's gay, sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Ten years ago, polo-playing George Cougat married debutante Elizabeth Elliot. It was a beautiful wedding, and of course, every wedding has its pranksters, friends of the bride and groom who do cute little things to launch the marriage with a laugh. Hey, Corey, I tied the just-married sign in the tin cans on back of the car. Oh, fine, Norman. I drained the gas tank to kind of slow him up a little. What did you do, Ed? I've taken off the wheels. <laughs> Good. Now help me lift the hood, you guys. What are you going to do, Corey? They won't need it. Let's take out the motor. <laughs> well, it was all in the spirit of fun, and no one really got mad. George didn't. Oh, I got a big kick out of it. I laughed and slapped Corey on the back with a jack handle. <laughs> and Liz thought it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was jolly. We had a lovely honeymoon right in front of the house. <laughs> well, that was ten years ago. Now the Cougats are just George and Liz, still happy, two people who live together and like it. There's the suburban home of the Cougats, that big brick one with the two chimneys silhouetted against the afternoon sky. Wonder what's going on inside. Don't see George around anywhere. Oh, he's probably still at the bank. But Liz is home. There she is in the kitchen with Katie, the maid. What's this? Liz Cougat wearing an apron and cooking. Careful taking it out of the oven, Katie. Oh, I'm being careful, Mrs. Cougat. Oh, I'm so proud, Katie. It's a beautiful cake, and I made it all by myself. Oh, it is beautiful, Mrs. Cougat. But look at the lump in the middle. Yes. Katie, you don't suppose... Well, what, Mrs. Cougat? I haven't seen the cat for the past hour. <laughs> it couldn't be the cat, ma'am. It doesn't have a tail. <laughs> Maybe the shortening wasn't short enough. Well, the lump seems to be going down. I think it's settling. I think we had a blowout. Oh, it just dropped a little. Nothing a new cake won't fix. Oh, Katie, now what am I going to contribute to the charity bazaar tonight? Look at that cake. Well, maybe you can make it into something useful, ma'am, like a lampshade. <laughs> oh, dear, not only my cake is a failure, but my fudge, too. Have you ever seen such fudge, Katie? Oh, too bad we didn't know how it was going to turn out. We could have patched that crack in the driveway. <laughs> When I go to the bazaar tonight, I'm determined to take something I made all by myself. Now, what can I make that's sure to turn out all right? I know. What, Mrs. Cougar? I'll buy something at the store. <laughs> you always go to so much trouble for these charity bazaars, Mrs. Cougar. And uh, what do they do with the money they take in? Well, the money from this particular bazaar is going to the old folks' home. Oh, the old folks' home. Well, mm -hmm. that's nice. Uh, what are you going to buy them? Well, we've been talking about a dance floor. <laughs> well, if that didn't seem practical, we'll probably just give them the money Oh, that's a much better plan Yes, and they can go out and dance <laughs> Hello, George 
Liz, what are you doing down here at the bank? Oh, George, something terrible has happened. Oh, now take it easy, darling. Here, sit down. Now, what's the trouble? My cake dropped. Oh, is anyone killed? <laughs> George Cougat, this is no laughing matter. I've had nothing but bad luck today. I baked a cake for the bazaar and it fell. I made fudge and it turned to concrete. I went shopping. I bought a couple of nice cakes and a lot of candy. And now I'm right back where I started. Why? What happened? I left everything on the bus. <laughs> Darling, you're such a scatterbrain. Sometimes I think you'd forget your head if it weren't fastened on. Well, that would be one way to lose weight. I couldn't eat between meals. <laughs> and your hats would sit a lot lower, too. Oh, George, what am I going to do? I want to contribute something to the bazaar. Honey, why don't you go home and have Katie bake a cake and make some candy and everything will be fine. Well, there's one thing about my cooking. It's always good when Katie does it. Oh, George, why am I such a misfit in the kitchen? Why can't I cook? Oh, Liz, don't talk like that. I think you cook very well. You make delicious peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm, I'm pretty good at slicing watermelon, too. Well, you'd better run along, darling. I've got to finish checking this money. All right, dear. Uh-oh. I think you've got a counterfeit bill in there, George. A counterfeit bill? Which one? The one right there with Monopoly written across it. Go home. How many cakes shall I bake, Mrs. Cougat? Two cakes, Katie, and a couple of pounds of candy. All right, ma'am, but we could have saved a lot of time if I'd done it in the first place. I know. I just wanted to try my hand. Well, it seems to me, Mrs. Cougar, that every time you try your hand, you put your foot in it. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Liz? Yes, this is she. This is Mrs. Medwick, dear. Oh. Chairwoman of the bazaar. <laughs> oh, yes, Mrs. Medwick. But I'm just calling to ask a great favor of you. I need a girl to run a booth for me tonight. Run a booth? Oh, Mrs. Medwick, I'd be more than happy to run a booth for you. I haven't had much success with my baking or candy making today, and if you'd put me in charge of a booth, I'd feel I was doing my part. Splendid, dear. We'll have plenty of cakes and oodles of candy anyway. And this particular booth requires a special product. Which booth will I be in? The kissing booth. Oh. You'll sell them for 50 cents each. Oh, well, I... I don't know, Mrs. Medwick... I'm terrific in the house, but I haven't had much experience outside. <laughs> now, Liz, you said you wanted to help, and we do need you. It won't be a bit difficult. Oh, we'll be more than pleased if you take in, say, uh, $200. $200? That, that's 400 kisses. Now, Liz, think of the old folks. 400 kisses, and I'll be one of the old folks. <laughs> Anything for charity, Liz. Oh, and now maybe you can recommend a good man for the booth. A man for the booth? Yes. We decided to have a man in the kissing booth, too. For us girls, you know. Oh, yes. Well, um, Corey Cartwright, he's the one for that job. He's a bachelor, and I read in the paper he's very good at kissing. In the paper about Corey? Mm -hmm. Really? A scandal of some kind, dear? No, he took a half-page ad. <laughs> You can probably reach him through my husband. George will know where he is. Thank you, Liz, dear. I'll call George right away. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mrs. Kiswick, uh, Medwick. <laughs> Katie, 
You won't have to bother with the cakes or candy. Mrs. Medwick has assigned me to the kissing booth tonight. Oh, well, you look worried, ma'am. I am. I don't know how Mr. Cougat's going to take the news. Well, there's nothing wrong with working in the booth, Mrs. Cougat. I did it once at our high school carnival. Was it a kissing booth? Uh, not exactly, ma'am. They threw baseballs at me. <laughs> well, the kissing booth is different. They throw lips at you. I'm afraid Mr. Cougat will fly into a jealous rage when he hears about it. Mr. Cougat in a rage? Oh, that doesn't sound like the mister at all. He's kind and gentle. Remember the mouse traps he bought? The kind that don't kill the mice, just make a noise like a cat to scare them. You don't know Mr. Cougat like I do, Katie. Before we were married, our friend Jimmy Paterno just tried to hold my hand one day, and George just lost his temper completely, stamped his foot on the ground, put his hands in his pockets, and said, All right for you. <laughs> I've heard stronger words than that on Guy Lombardo records. Come on, George. What's up? You've had a smug sneer on your face ever since I picked you up at the bank. Well, Corey, I've been waiting to tell you about the charity bazaar tonight. Mrs. Medwick called me this afternoon, and I'm going to be in the kissing booth. You're going to be in the kissing booth? Yes. She said she had you in mind, but I didn't know where you were when she called, so to ensure having someone, she gave the job to me. What do you mean you didn't know where I was? I told you if anybody wanted me, I'd be down at the YWCA, sitting on the steps. <laughs> oh, that's right, you did. I must have slipped my mind. Slipped your mind, my eye. You deliberately did me out of my job. Your job? Yes. With you, it's just a novelty, George. With me, it's my life's work. Corey, you may be pretty good at kissing, but face the facts. Sometimes the carpenter can do the electrician's work. Don't be ridiculous, George. You don't have anywhere near the voltage in your buzzer that I have. <laughs> Mr. Cartwright, dear friend. True, I am now a dignified, respectable banker. But allow your memory to take you back to our wild school days. I was the boy they nicknamed Devil Breath. <laughs> George, that title had nothing to do with your ability. You got it the night you kissed Myra Ponce and me down at the beach. She was smoking a cigarette, and you'd been siphoning gas. <laughs> yeah, I can still hear Myra saying, do it again, as we rode away in the ambulance. You just aren't built for this kind of work, George. Your lips are too thin. Well, your lips are too fat. Those are my shock absorbers for kissing on bumpy roads. <laughs> You're just burned up because I got the job. All right, George. Just forget about it. It's all right with me if you want to break up your home. Or have you told Liz? No, I haven't told Liz yet, but I will as soon as I get home. And Liz won't mind. It's for charity. Okay, George. I hear it's nice this time of year in Reno. <laughs> oh, you always try to stir me up. But I'm not the least bit worried about Liz. Why, Liz and I don't know the meaning of jealousy. Okay, George. Be gay, be happy. There's so little time left. <laughs> oh, Corey, you can't worry me. I know Liz won't get sore. Why should she? It's for charity. Oh, Corey, you can't worry me. Uh, light my cigar for me, will you? I can't take my eyes off the road. Sure, I'll light your cigar, George. You sure you aren't just a little worried? Oh, not the least bit. Then take that fountain pen out of your mouth. (laughs) 
Oh, waiting for me, honey? Yes, George, there's something I want to talk to you about. Sit down. All right, dear. What's on your mind? The Charity Bazaar tonight. Oh, yes, the Charity Bazaar. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't want to go, Liz, it's perfectly all right. I could just go over with Corey. Oh, no, I'm going, George, but I thought perhaps you'd like to stay home because those bazaars bore you so much. Well, I, I won't be bored tonight. Oh? Well, in fact, I'm going to have a booth. Oh, well, that's fine. So am I. Oh, you are? Uh, which booth will you be in? Oh, just one of the booths, you know, one of the wooden ones with a little awning. Oh, those, those are nice booths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which booth will you be in? Oh, one of the wooden ones with a little awning. <laughs> those are the booths, aren't they? <laughs> yes, yeah. they are. What will you be selling? Uh, things. What kind of things? Oh, uh, things. With the uh, uh, tin foil and ribbons. Uh, you know, things. Uh, what are you selling? Uh, stuff. Stuff? What, what kind of stuff? Uh, things. Oh, they're nice. Yes. Charity bazaars are fun, aren't they? Everyone doing something for charity. Selling taffy and hot dogs and operating dark games and the kissing booth and... Yes, I, I think it's wonderful the way people give up their time to sell popcorn and bake cakes and knit socks and work in the kissing booths. I wonder who's going to be in the kissing booth tonight. What noble, generous woman, for the sake of her community, has <laughs> has donated her time and lipstick to help this worthy cause. I understand a man's going to be in the kissing, kissing booth, too. Oh? Some uh, staunch citizen, a charitable soul who will suffer through it to help others. George, I'm going to be in the kissing booth. You are? Now control yourself, George. Liz, I'm going to be in the kissing booth, too. I, I was afraid of you being angry. Darling, this is wonderful. We'll be together. Oh, <laughs> you were afraid to tell me for fear I'd be jealous, and I was afraid to tell you for the same reason. But there's no need for it. No, none at all, because neither of us is jealous. <laughs> we won't care who kisses who, will we? It's all for charity. All for charity. I don't care how many old ladies you kiss. Uh. <laughs> what about the young ladies? Oh, there probably won't be any young ones, just old ones. Oh. Well, I imagine there'll be quite a few old men there, too. You can kiss all the old men you like. <laughs> all for charity. We aren't jealous, are we, George? Of course not. All for charity. <laughs> George. Yes, Liz? Kiss me. Now? Right now. Charity begins at home. <laughs> You are listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. This is the story of Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, of George and Liz, who tonight find themselves partners in a kissing booth at the Charity Bazaar. George will delight the ladies, and Liz will delight the men. Both have assured each other that there will be no jealousy. There they are, standing in the kissing booth, waiting for customers. Uh-oh, here comes one. Uh-oh, no, that's their friend, Corey Cartwright. George, I... 
Liz, what are you doing in there? I'm in the business, too, Corey. Oh. Well, haven't they overlooked something, George? Overlooked what, Corey? Well, I see the sign, kisses 50 cents. Naturally, that means Liz. Where's the nickel sign for you? <laughs> my kisses are the same price. Would you like to be my first customer, Corey? Oh, Liz, I couldn't kiss you. It wouldn't be fair to George. Well, you can buy one from him, too, if you like. Well, it isn't that, Liz. You like George now, but if I kissed you, well, grape juice is all right until you've tasted champagne. <laughs> then I can't sell you a kiss? No, Liz, let's not make old George unhappy now. Dad's getting along. Corey, I am not getting old. You can count my gray hairs on one hand. Oh, really, dear? Let me see. Which hand are they on? George, what are you staring at? Oh, oh, a customer for Liz. You aren't getting burned up, are you, George? No, don't be silly, Corey. I'll just step to one side. Hello. Hello. I was talking to the girl, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, the sign says for 50 cents I can kiss you. Is that right? That's right. Any limit on the number of kisses I can buy? Not that I know of. Well... Now, are we going to have fun, or are we going to have fun? Well, I hope no one's waiting up for you. <laughs> Shall we proceed? Well, it's getting late. Guess we'd better close up. Close up? Hey, wait a minute, I got $8 I want to spend. Well, go spend your $8 on Coca-Cola. Well, I would, only my swimming pool's full of water right now. What's the matter, George? Jealous? Certainly not, Corey. Don't feel slighted, Georgie. I'll give you something to keep your little hands busy. Here, you can hold my hot dog. George Cougar, you should be ashamed of yourself. After all, it's for charity. Mm -hmm. Look what's coming over here. Well, kiss is 50 cents. Oh, do I get to kiss you, you great big beautiful man? No, you have to kiss the fellow in the booth. Corey, she was talking to me. I'm running a special today, miss. The first one's free, and the next two are for nothing. This is my customer, Corey. How many would you like, miss? They're just chock full of goodness. I'll take a lot of them. I'm such a charitable person. We're just closing. Liz. Liz, you should be ashamed of yourself. After all, it's for charity. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, fella. Shall we get started on my $8, lady? We're just closing. I don't understand this. I came over here to do something for charity. Join the Salvation Army. Uh, say, Miss, as one would-be customer to the other, may I make a suggestion? What? I'll give you 50 cents and you kiss me, then you give me 50 cents and I kiss you. We ain't gonna get nowhere here. <laughs> It's been two hours, and I see the kissing booth is still going strong. How much have you taken in, Liz? Not a dime. Every time a man comes up, George interferes. He got violent with the last one. Violent? Liz, what do you mean, violent? I accidentally knocked his ice cream cone out of his hand. Right into his face. How much money have you taken in, George? Nothing. Every time a woman comes up, Liz asks me if my, my upper plate's staying in all right. <laughs> oh, are you still having trouble with that? Corey, you know I don't wear one. Oh, of course. It's the lower, of course. <laughs> I'm only kidding, but I do bear tidings from Mrs. Medwick. You being a banker, she wants you to come over and help her tally some receipts. 
But I can't leave Liz. I mean, the booth. The, the booth needs me. Come along, George. The booth can lose just as much money without you. Well, all right. I'll be right back, Liz. All right, George. Hello, there. <laughs> I frighten you. Oh, I'm sorry. It really isn't my fault. This is the only face I've got. Well, there, there's nothing wrong with your face. No, I have nice features. They're just thrown together hideously. I don't believe I've ever met you before. Oh, my name's Leonard Estabrook. Oh, are you any relation to Helen Estabrook? Well... I'm her husband. Why are you whispering? We were married secretly, and she doesn't want anyone to know yet. How long have you been married? Twenty-seven years. <laughs> I've been circling you all evening, trying to get up courage to come over and talk to you. I circle everybody. And you know what? What? I get awfully dizzy. <laughs> well, then, why do you circle people? I like to get dizzy. I don't drink. Getting dizzy is my only vice. Do you have any vices? I eat crackers in bed. That's a strange way to get dizzy. Are you really selling kisses for 50 cents? Well, that's the general idea. If, if I gave you 50 cents, would you kiss me? Well, uh, yes. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. What's wrong, Mr. Estabrook? All I have with me is a penny. <laughs> could you could you give me a penny's worth? The rules, Mr. Estabrook, 50 cents. Besides, my husband's very jealous. He hasn't allowed me to kiss anybody all evening. Oh, you're married. Yes. I don't blame your husband for being jealous. You're very beautiful. I wish I were as beautiful as you. <laughs> but then I guess it wouldn't it wouldn't help. It wouldn't? No. I don't have the figure to go with it. <laughs> my, my legs are skinny, but you can't tell it to look at me because I disguise them. Well, how do you disguise them? I wear trousers. <laughs> well, if you won't give me a kiss for a penny, I guess I'll just have to scrape up the difference. I wish I could look on the ground and find a 49-cent piece. <laughs> Liz, how was uh, business while I was gone? Take a look in the cash drawer. The cash drawer? Mm -hmm. One, two, three, five. Liz, five dollars. Mm -hmm. I'd have made more, only two of them were twins, and they sneaked one in on me. Uh, they all kissed you on the cheek, of course. I don't know, I had my eyes closed. George, old boy, Corey Cartwright comes with joyous news. What could be good news? Well, after you left, I had a little talk with Mrs. Medwick, and it's all fixed up. Oh, you, you mean Liz and I can leave? Nearly correct, old boy. You can leave. You've been transferred to the saltwater taffy booth. Yeah, but what about Liz? Oh, I'll be all right, George. You go ahead and sell the saltwater taffy. You look kind of pale. The sea air will be good for you. <laughs> Mrs. Medwick. Oh, Mrs. Medwick. George, why aren't you in the taffy booth? Oh, I'm afraid it's too much work for me to handle alone. I, 
I'm going to need some help. I'm just swamped. Swamped? I I don't see a soul in front of the booth. Uh, well, business is so good, I, I had to turn them away. Oh, they're really buying that taffy. Eating it up like candy. I don't know who I can get to help you, George. How about Liz? Uh, yes, Liz. Why didn't I think of her before? Oh, she's marvelous at selling candy. Very experienced at it, too. She is? Oh, of course. Have you ever heard of Martha Washington chocolates? Oh, yes. Well, Liz eats them all the time. <laughs> taffy, get your saltwater taffy. Nice, sticky, gooey, lumpy saltwater taffy. Hello, George. Well, Liz, what are you doing here? Mrs. Medwick told me to come over. Said you were rushed and needed help. Oh, indeed I do. Well, where are all the customers? Oh, they're around. Oh, here comes one now. Hello. Oh, hello, Mr. Estabrook. I have 26 cents now. I found a quarter. You did? Where? In an old pair of pants on an old man. <laughs> well, now you're only short 24 cents. Yes, and I'm going to get it. Don't leave till I get back. Where are you going? Chicago. I know a man there who has 24 cents. You wait for me. So that's Helen Estabrook's husband. They say he isn't quite all there. Oh, he's all there, George. There's just something wrong with what's there. Well, Liz, here we are together in a booth again. Only this time it's a candy booth. Yes. Fate certainly does work in wondrous ways. Yes, fate certainly does. Of course, your little talk with Mrs. Medwick helps some. Oh, how'd you know? I went over to ask for the same thing, and you'd just left. You were going to ask to come over here with me? Yes. I love you, George. Wherever you go, I want to go, too. You know, Liz, there's not too much difference between this candy booth and the kissing booth. No. I guess it's all in the way you use it. George? Liz? Hey, George, Liz! What's the matter with you guys? This is the kissing booth over here. George. Yes, Liz. Are you asleep, Tutti Fruity? Tutti Fruity? When did you give me that name? Just now. Don't you think it's cute? Beautiful. <laughs> I'll have my business cards reprinted tomorrow. Tutti Fruity Cougat, the sweetest banker in town. <laughs> I'm glad you like my little pet names, George. Tutti Fruity. What do you want, Turnip Blossom? <laughs> do you love me more than anything else in the whole world? Yes, darling. I love you more than anything else in the whole world. If I were in the path of an oncoming truck, would you dash out and save me? How big a truck? <laughs> George. I'd save you, honey. George. Shh. George is asleep. What? I'm his friend, Tutti Fruity. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the devil's food cake I made this morning? Yeah, I saw it, Liz. What'd you what? think of it? It looked like the devil. Oh, I meant to tell you something. Remember tonight at the bazaar when you came back to the kissing booth and saw five dollars in the drawer? I'd rather not discuss it. I didn't kiss anybody. That was my money. Good night. Good night.
My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.